In this month of Rabi al all over the world there are different gatherings of people remembering Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. different types of majalis or dhikri hadith. But the reality is in our deen, it's not a single month or any particular single specific day in that month. Nor is it just the event of the birth of Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam, but rather every single day of every single month of every single year of every single one of our lives should be spent remembering and trying to live not one event, but should be spent remembering and trying to live the entire life and legacy of Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. <coughs> Notwithstanding that, because in this month many people are more cognizant, more aware, more conscientious, and more conscious of Nabi Akrim Sallallahu So we wanted to dedicate this program on CII as a Majasidikri Habib or a gathering to remember our beloved Nabi Akreem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah s.a.w. said in Qur'an, Mama al-sallaka illa rahmatan lil'alameen. We did not send you, Prophet s.a.w. illa except rahmatan as a mercy lil'alameen to every single aspect of the universe. So this is same Allah s.a.w. Who in the same Quran al-Karim refers to himself <laughs> as Rabbil Alameen, that he is the Rabb of the Alameen, he is the Lord of the universes. So Allah SWT sent Sayyidina as a mercy to all of the worlds, to all of the universes, to all of creation, to every last living member of creation, from the first to the last, from the smallest to the greatest. The animate, the inanimate, every single element of creation, the coming of Sayyidina Rasulullah, the creation of the Prophet and his coming into this world was a mercy for every part of all of creation. In fact, because Sayyidina Rasulullah told us in Hadith that the very first thing Allah SWT created was the nur of his ruh. Even before Allah Ta'ala created the law, or the qalam, or jannah, or kursi, or arsh, or malaika, before Allah Ta'ala created any of these things, before Allah Ta'ala created anything. So that means that in previous past eternity, there was just Allah Ta'ala. 
Then when Allah Taala made his irada to takhliq, his intent and will to create, the very first thing he created was Sayyidina Rasulullah And when he created the Prophet the first thing about the Prophet that he created was not his body, but was the nur of his nabuwa. So that means in the creation of all of the universe and all of the rest of humanity, all of that was done simply to set the stage for the coming into these alameen of the nur of the nabuwa to Sayyidina Rasulullah Just like if there is some story a person wants to tell about a main character, but they know they can't just tell the story. They have to have a background. They have to portray that character on the backdrop of a richly textured canvas. Just like that, Allah SWT knew that when he wanted to send Sayyidina Sallallahu he wanted to send the Prophet as a Nabi against a backdrop of greater creation. So actually now, when we reflect on the Big Bang and the incredible vastness of space and the fact that there are billions of galaxies and billions of stars in our galaxy and then the sun and then the planets around the sun and our planet Earth, and all of this was done just to set the stage for Sayyidina Rasulullah It makes us understand how much Allah SWT loves Sayyidina Rasulullah And that's why, although the physical universe and even Islamic steps has been around for billions and billions and billions of years, but once Sayyidina Rasulullah's Nabuat comes into this world and lasts however long it's meant to last, then Allah Ta'ala will fold up this entire world, all of the universe and all that it contains, fold it all away into nothingness. Now our deen, we don't think that the world is going to be around for billions and billions and billions of more years. Because Sayyidina Rasulullah said in authentic hadith, he raised his two fingers. <laughs> and he said that the distance between my advent and coming in this world and the end of time is no greater than the distance between these two fingers. Allah Akbar, even then, 1400, almost 1450 years have passed, but clearly it's just going to be a matter of thousands of years. And if you were to put 10,000, or let's say you were to put two, 3,000 over 100 billion, then it's almost equal to nothing. For so many billions and billions and trillions of years, the universe has existed to set the stage of the Nur of Nabuwa to Sayyidina Rasulullah Now, Sayyidina Rasulullah and us, we are in an Ummati Nabi relationship. <coughs> should we feel about this greatest of creation, this greatest of prophets, Sayyidina al-Awwaleen wal-Akhireen, Imam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen, Sayyidina al-Mustafa al-Mustaba, Rasulullah The ultimate feeling we should have in our heart is muhabba, is love for the Prophet If we have that love for the Prophet then 
we are can be a true believer. And if we don't have that passionate love for Sayyidina Rasulullah it means we are untrue believer. Nothing less than extreme love. Nothing less than deep and sincere love. Nothing less than burning passionate love can make us into a true into a true believer and a true follower. This is why Sayyidina Rasulullah said in this hadith is narrated in the Sahih of Muslim and the Prophet from Samir وَالَّذِي نَفْسَ مُحَمَّدٍ بِيَدِهِ And the Prophet said that I swear in the name of that being I swear by that being in whose power lies the taking the life of Muhammad that there will come a day on each and every one of you that you will not be able to see me. And when that day comes, just a glimpse of my face would be dearer to one than one's own family. And more beloved to them than their own family and their own property, wealth, assets, in fact, every single thing that they have. Just a single glance but this is how Sayyidina Sallam is describing those people who are unable to see him. So that is who me and you are. We are not Sahaba. So we fall in this category. We are precisely those believers who are not able to see Sayyidina Sallam. Now can we, how many of us can say that in our heart, that even a single glance, just to trade, we would give up our whole family, our children, our spouses, our homes, our properties, every single thing we possess, just to see once, just to cast one gaze on Nabi Akreem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is a recent Sahih Muslim. This is the level of love Sayyidina Wasallam said that the believers would have. <clears throat> now, what is Muhammad? What does it mean to love the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Imam al-Ghazali has explained this concept of Muhammad in a very beautiful way. He said that Muhammad is the natural inclination from the heart to what, that which gives it joy and pleasure. What does it mean? It means the reason why Muhammad Sayyidina is simply because the act of remembering him, thinking of him, yearning for him, longing for him, feeling love for him, gives our own heart a looks and a love. The delight and joy of our heart is discovered when, precisely when our heart is in a rapture and feeling feelings of love for the Prophet That's what Imam Zahra is saying. So it's an emotion. It's a feeling. So we cannot explain this in words. Feelings and emotions are things that really, they can only be understood by that person who experiences that feeling. means that person who feels the emotion will understand what mahabba is. For example, let's take another example, another emotion, the feeling of envy, hasad. Now, if there is a person who, mashallah, has never felt this feeling, they won't know what it is. They won't understand. Min hasad. Why is it such an evil? Or they say, no, Rasulullah says something in the hadith, and hasad burns away 
Atmal the Salih, good deeds, just like fire burns away wood. They will understand why the Prophet likened it to fire. <laughs> if a person has ever experienced this feeling, has ever felt this emotion, then they will know intimately and deeply understand why Hasad has been likened to fire. Just like that, what it means to feel this burning love for the Prophet would only be understood by a person who has experienced that feeling. But nonetheless, what we can do is look at the different descriptions and definitions that the awliyaullah have given of love and see whether we have those, we have that for the Prophet So one definition given by Imam of Zairim Latana. Another definition given by Ulama is that because Muhammad comes from the Arabic word Hamba, which means seed, so in order to have love, we have to nurture that seed, we have to give it the environment, we have to give it sunlight, we have to give it nutrients. So just like that, if we truly love the Prophet we wouldn't be content with whatever default or initial love that we have, if we really love the Prophet it means we're always stoking the fires of love. We're always giving nutrients to that love. We want that love to grow and grow and grow, just like we want a seed to grow and grow. We want that love to sprout all types of multiple manifestations and colors and aspects to that love, just like we want that seed to sprout and to have multiple branches and leaves and fruit and flowers. Constantly trying, ever growing. So that seed that is healthy is always growing, is always bearing fruit. Just like that, if we have love for Sayyidina, a sign of that love, a sign that that feeling really is love, is that the love keeps growing and growing and bears new fruit, more fruit, leaves, flowers, emanates fragrances in our life. Alama Shibli Ramallah said that Muhamba is that fire that once it captivates the heart, it ignites the heart, and then it captivates, it ignites the whole being. This is what we recall Urdu Sarapai Muhammad. It means the person becomes drowning, dripping, becomes the living embodiment of love for Sayyidina Rasulullah. Every aspect of their being loves Sayyidina Rasulullah. Imam Junaid Baghdadi Rimulatana, known as Imam al-Zuhud Mutasawwuf, Sayyid al-Ta'ifa, means one of the greatest mutakaddimeen, early awliyaullah. He said that the sign of love is that the sifat of the beloved are transferred through this very power of love. The sifat of the beloved are transferred to the lover. Sifat means the attributes. So the attributes of the mahbub come into the muhib. What does it mean that if we really love Sayyidina Rasulullah then his attributes could transfer into us. We have the same general, we would have the same generosity that he has. We would have had the same piety that he has. We would have had the same haya that he had. The same shukr and sabr that he had. The same tawakkul that he had. The same love for Allah Ta'ala that he had. The same kindness, softness, gentleness that he had. The same compassion and empathy for the poor that he had. 
if we really love the fault of someone, his attributes would be transferred because in true love, the sifat and attributes of the beloved are transferred to the lover. In fact, Imam Zanin Bagdadim continued that the tra- they're transferred so much that then the lover and the beloved become indistinguishable because the lover and the beloved have the same attributes. Now the beloved had those attributes due to their own perfection. Like Sayyidina Rasulullah had the, these perfect attributes what Allah SWT describes in Qur'an al-Khuluq and Azim, a tremendous character, an incredible nature. He had it because it was his own perfection, but the lover gets these attributes not because of their own perfection. That is the uplifting power of Muhammad. The lover is nakis, the beloved is common. The, uh, the lover is weak and deficient, whereas the beloved is perfect. But because of this feeling of love, perfections and characteristics and virtues and excellences and beauties of the beloved get transferred to the lover. So that means that the lover needs to have perfection in one thing. They're not just imperfect in who they are, in their attributes and their character, but they have to be perfect in their love. And if they can have the perfection in love, then the perfections in their beloved will transfer into them due to the perfection of their love. Only Imam Jinnah Baghdadi could understood this because the Allah, Mashaykh, Mashaykh, so can understand this. Because it's exactly the same thing when it comes to the Shaykh-Murid relationship. This is why when we have a Shaykh-Kamil and the Murid is Nakis, but there's one thing that the Murid has to have which is Kamil and that is Muhabbat al-Shaykh. Because when the Murid has Kamil Muhabbat al-Shaykh, then the kamalat of the shaykh are transferred to the murid. And just like that comes our relationship with Sayyidina Rasulullah that when the lover, the nakis lover, has love, kamil love, in their heart for their beloved, their kamil beloved Nabi Akreem Sallallahu then the love for the Prophet the perfection of their love for the Prophet enables the characteristics of Sayyidina Rasulullah to flow into that lover. The most ultimate example of this is Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. The Sayyidina Umar radiallahu was so happy under the two years of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, as happy as he was under his time, during his time under Sayyidina Rasulullah sallam, that Sayyidina Rasulullah said about Sayyidina Abu Bakr that whatsoever Allah ta'ala has placed in my breast, Whatever Allah Ta'ala put in my breast, I put it in the breast of Abu Bakr Siddiq. So this hadith of the Fatim is establishing that transference, our Mashaikh, we call it intikal and nisbat, that transference of fez, of nur, of sifat, of ahwal, of kifiyat, from chest, from breast to breast, southern to southern, heart to heart. So this is, what does it mean to say now? Because he got the sifat of sunnah, the adat, the habits of sunnah, the comportment of sunnah, the hakikat, the inward reality of sunnah, the zahir, the outward of sunnah, the bottom, the inner feelings and attributes of sunnah. Why? Due to the perfection of his love for Sayyidina, he became the most perfect lover and he became the most perfect inheritor 
and succession and warrants and hence he was Khalifa to Rasul in the same Abu Bakr Siddiq was the greatest Khalifa to Rasul and another aspect of love is that the lover and the beloved become inseparable that the bond of love between them is so strong that now they are inseparable so inseparable, the height of love would mean that it's unfathomable for them to be separated. So that is why a true believer, when they have true love for Sayyidina Rasulullah then they can never imagine being separate from his sunnah. They can never imagine that their life will be anything other than his uswat and hasana, than the noble and beautiful model that he left behind. It's unfathomable for them to do anything, even in the slightest that is a departure or a deviance from the sunnah of Nabi Akrim sallam. That is the perfection of their love. That the lover can is now inseparable from their beloved. So it means in from inseparable from the sunnah of their beloved, the model of their beloved, the will and wish of their beloved, the legacy and example of their beloved. <coughs> then Shaykh Siri Sakdiri Malatama. He said that to the sign of love is that the lover says to the beloved and the beloved says to the lover the following statement. So both the lover feels this way about the beloved and the beloved feels this way about the lover. What is that? That I am yours and you are mine. That I am yours and you are mine. So the lover is so in love with their beloved that they give it themselves entirely to the beloved and what they want is nothing other than the beloved entirely for themselves. And similarly the beloved is so in love with the, and so in love with the lover that the beloved gives themselves entirely to the lover and the beloved wants nothing other than the lover entirely for themselves. Now, if you look at this, this is a beautiful way to understand and describe our Ummati Nabi relationship. Now, let's take the first one, so for the lover. Allah SWT explained in Quran, how should we feel? That the Prophet ﷺ is Ola. He takes precedence, takes priority. He is more important for them, has more of a right over them. He is more entitled to them than their own selves. So the Quran Karim is trying to create a person who has this feeling that I am entirely yours, Nabi Karim ﷺ. You have priority and precedence over me. You have a greater right over me than my own self. <coughs> this is why Nadi Sayyidina said that none of you truly believes until I am more dear to him than his parents. I am more dear to him than his children. And I am more dear to him than his very own self. So in this one verse of Quran and one hadith, just as an example, it's clear that the Quran and Sunnah is creating a person 
is trying to inspire a person to become in such a way that they give themselves over entirely to Nabiya Kareem Sassan. So the lover is saying to the beloved, I am yours. And then you are mine. So Sayyidina Sassan taught us this, Al-Mar'u Ma'aman Ahabba, that every person will be with whomsoever they love. So when this person gets this mahabba, this love for Sayyidina Sassan, this is what their feeling is, that I am yours and you are mine. And I will become yours in this world. You will become mine in the Akhirah. Because there, if I become entirely yours in this world, then inshallah I will get Jannah for those. And then you will become entirely mine in the Akhirah. Now let's look at it from the perspective of the beloved to the lover. Here, Sayyidina Rasulullah says, I am yours. Sayyidina Rasulullah he had so much love for this Ummah. He would do anything for this Ummah. He will not go into Jannah until and unless the Ummah goes to Jannah. First he will want to see his Ummah go to Jannah, then he will go to Jannah. Allah Akbar. I am yours. Sayyidina Rasulullah gave himself to us. This is what Allah explains in Quran. لَكَنْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ that indeed a Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Prophet has come to you from your own selves. Harisun alaykum. Azizun alayhima anittum. That it weighs heavily upon him what you do. Harisun alaykum. He's extremely desirous of you. Bil mu'minina ruhu rahim. And he with all believers, he is very gentle, very merciful. I mean, Sayyidina his feeling is, I am yours. Oh, my Ummar, I am yours. I belong to you. My Shafa is for you. My Duas are for you. But with the second part of the sentence, I am yours and you are mine. And so Sayyidina Sussam, the beloved, he said this to his love, the lover, you know, the Ummati, that you are mine. Mine, mine, mine. He would say this so many times. How? When he said, Ummati, my Ummah. Ummati, my Ummah. So Ummati means you, oh Ummah. You are mine, Ummati, Ummati. And he used to make du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, Ummati, Ummati. Allah, Ummati, Ummati. It means this is the heartfelt feeling. So if we see Shaykh Siri Sakbira, the Allah's description of love, the true love is that the lover says to the beloved, and the beloved says to the lover, I am yours and you are mine. So we will see that this is exactly exactly what the feeling is supposed to be between an Ummati and Nabi Akreem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Shaykh Qasani Rimulatana said that Muhammad means that the lover is ready to sacrifice anything and everything for their beloved. Means that the love for the love is the most precious realization of that love actualization of that love, loyalty in that love is the most important thing to the lover and they can sacrifice anything and everything for that. And that is the way we were supposed to be with the sunnah of adopting the sunnah of Nabi Yaqreen Sallallahu with adopting his adab and akhlaq, his manner and his character by adopting his ahwal and kifiyat, his spiritual temperament and his spiritual feelings. Sheikh Shibli Rumatallah, in another one of the sayings, he said, 
that muhabba means that the lover will love everything that their beloved loves, they will dislike everything their beloved dislikes, and they will repudiate and severely dislike everything that their beloved repudiates. Means simply speaking that all of their likes and dislikes, all of their loves and hates, all of their preferences and aversions, all of them are based on the nisbat of their based on the nisbat of their beloved. They have no like or dislike of their own anymore. They have not their own preferences. The entire range of preferences, like and dislike and love and hate, the whole range is no longer of their own self. It's been entirely, overwhelmingly dominated by the likes and dislikes of their beloved. This is another way of understanding it, the Bible that following Sunnah means that whatever Sayyidina Rasulullah he saw some like to like that. Whatever he slightly disliked to slightly dislike that. If he greatly disliked it to greatly dislike it. If he allowed it to also allow it to extinguish and annihilate one's own entire range of preferences and dislikes and then to mold all of the preferences and dislikes exactly aligned to the preferences and dislikes of our beloved. Nabi Akrim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Aaron Sheikh said that Muhammad is that fire. That is a passion that overwhelms the heart of the lover. So much so that even when they attain maqami Muhammad, even when they attain the station and permanence on that love, even when they attain the object murad of that love, which is what? that they themselves become the beloved of their beloved. They become the mahabub of their mahabub. They become mashuk of their mashuk. Even then, their love is unfading, undying. And their love is ever-increasing. So it means even if they become mahabub, mahabub still their mahab. This is why in the Arabic language, there's another word from Muhammad that's called ishq. But the word ishq does not come in <coughs> Quran. <coughs> but this word ishq appears in hadith. For example, Sayyidina Al-Susan used it in one hadith narrated by Imam At-Tirmidhi Ta'ala and another hadith narrated by Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal Ta'ala in Musnad from the time of the Salaf Salain is from the Tabai Tabin. So what does the word ishq mean? Ishq actually means to have extreme mahabba. In the Lisan al-Arab, one of the greatest Arabic dictionaries and lexicons of the time, it is written that ishq refers to an extreme muhabbat and to have an extreme shiddat in muhabbat. Or recalling this, the superlative degree of muhabbat. Excessive extreme muhabbat. Now, so in that sense, even if the word ishq isn't in Quran, the meaning of ishq is there. Because, again, ishq means shadid muhabbat. So Allah SWT said in Quran, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدْ أَشَدُّهُمْ لِلَّهِ That those who have iman, they have shadid, ashad, extremely intense, intensely extreme, most extreme love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So أَشَدُّهُمْ That means ishq. <laughs> that actually in our heart, we're supposed to have that extreme love for Sayyidina Sallallahu 
In fact, in the Arabic language, and we should always remember that all other languages are man-made. Arabic was made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and been taught by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly to Sayyidina Adam al-Islam. In the Arabic language, Allah ta'ala made this word ishq, and ishq is only supposed to be used for love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or love for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. subhanahu wa ta'ala or ishq rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why we don't, nobody speaks that I have ishq for this alim, or I have ishq of a shaykh, I have ishq, no, we say I have muhabbat for this alim, muhabbat for shaykh, muhabbat is possible. Ishq, extreme love, even not for children, not for parents, not for spouses. Ishq, that word ishq, and the hakikat, the reality, the real emotion and passion denoted and indicated by that word ishq, that ultimate, extreme, intense, passionate feeling of love is only, only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this love, in order to get that love, we must first purge our heart and purify our heart of all of the false loves in this world, all of the false loves in our heart, the unlawful love of the dunya, unlawful love of Ghairullah, unlawful love of ourselves, vanity, pride, and conceit. And we have to then fill our heart with these pure loves, ishq for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ishq for Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu If we are able to make our heart have that extreme love for the Prophet for the beauty of Nabi Kareem for the Sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah for his Seerah, his Adab, his Ikhlaq, then this would be the salvation of the soul. This would be the thousand Kabir, the tremendous felicity. This would be the greatest Salah and Surur, the greatest joy and happiness if we were able to love Sayyidina and meet him in the day such that we lived our whole life as his lover and we lived our whole life that he was our beloved. That we can bring that Amal to Allah on that day. So we need to fill our hearts with a deep, burning, true, passionate love for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu and every single definition of Muhammad that we narrated today from our awliyaullah we should try to make sure that we feel all of these feelings and we develop and instill and inspire all of these feelings in our heart for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu May Allah Ta'ala accept this intention from us. May He put in our heart and ignite in our heart the flames of passionate love for our beloved Nabi Kareem
for you, Ya Rabbi Kareem, and for your beloved, Ya Nabi Kareem, Ya Rabbi, ask that you take us from our heart all of the unlawful loves, all of the super loves, all of the useless loves, all of the unwanted loves, and we ask that you put in our heart a passionate ish for you, and a passionate ish for Nabi Kareem, and Ya Rabbi, too, wish that we love him so much that we become indistinguishable from him, that we love him so much that his love and his sunnah becomes inseparable from us, and that we love him so much that just the feeling of loving him brings every joy and happiness and looks and loves it to our heart. And yet in the king, we want on this night to pledge to you and to pledge in front of you that we want to be his and we want him to be ours. We want to be his in this world, and we want him to be ours in the next world. Ya Allah and Bikrim, accept this dua from us, accept this wish from us, accept this plea from us. Ya Allah, make us the best Ummatis that we can be. Make us a true living legacy and testament to Nabi Akrim, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us be khidmat of the mission and message of his Nabuwa. Ya Allah, let our hearts be adorned with his kifiyat. Let our mind be illuminated with his talimat. So let not any day go by except that we remember him, that our very lives commemorate him. Ya Allah, in the kareem, increase us in our amal on the sunnah. And let make our outward beautiful by making our outward according to his sunnah. Make our inward beautiful by making our inward according to his character. Ya Allah, in the kareem, I ask that you accept these duas and grant us a lifetime of amal on the sunnah, a lifetime of love on the sunnah. Ya Allah, in the kareem. ربنا تجمل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على حبيبه سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحمة الله